BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. everybody, welcome to the Rotoroll Football Show. I am Patrick Darty, joined by Mr. Danny Carter, where we are going to assess the fallout from the final day of the never-ending wildcard weekend that included the Bills uh, outlasting the Steelers and the Bucks putting a thumping, quote-unquote, that's what the Zoomers call it, on the Eagles. Uh, Eagles down extraordinarily bad. Uh, Sirianni fraud alert, question mark, Denny. Many are um, asking. Many are asking. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll talk about the Steelers and their future with Kenny Pickett. We'll talk about George Pickens briefly. We'll talk about Tua Tungavaloa's future in Miami. Pete Carmichael, who has been the Saints' offensive coordinator since 1964. Um, <laughs> it's fired an amazing run. It is. It's the longest assistant coach run. I don't even know if they were in New Orleans in 1964 yet. Uh, he has been fired. Mike McCarthy, as of this taping, still has a job. Uh, we'll talk about Jared Mayo in New England. Belichick and the Falcons interview Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers. A lot to talk about. But first, Denny, listen, I mean, I don't want to put our personal business on the air. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't want to put our, our, our personal business on the air. But I made an assumption Sunday evening that it would be too late for you to podcast <laughs> with Kyle Dvorak and I. And I didn't even ask you if you wanted to participate. <laughs> and then I realized during the show that, uh-oh, if I know one thing about Denny is that he'll never pass up <laughs> a podcast right. and uh lo and behold i get a letter from your lawyers monday morning um, yeah threatening immediate legal remedies if i did not yeah. bring you back on the podcast today and uh we're sorry we thought we just thought it was too late it's okay. that was dumb. i i thought that a thermonuclear lawsuit would get your attention uh and it, <laughs> it, did. it did so uh no, you stay, no you're look. staying up later these days i mean look you started recording at 11 15 yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was supposed to be 11. Then naturally, we had a few little minor technical difficulties. I think it was like 11.20 by the time we found 11.20. I mean, I will say that is awfully late for me. Um, would I have gutted it out, put on my game face, and, and recorded a podcast? Probably be, j- just because of uh, I am a takesman. You are heart, a takesman. And I have many takes, and I need to get them off my chest. But I don't blame you, honestly. honestly well, the, my, my counter brief pointed out the last year you never wanted to join crane kyle and i last year and uh when you started recording it 10 it was even later i think last year yeah oh, was, oh, oh during the playoffs yeah it was even yeah later you guys started year. recording at like midnight one time yeah it was one i was like no, I'm, I'm not i'm not doing that uh, i don't blame you because i am uh a, a somewhat i mean i'm not one of these people who's going to bed at eight o'clock to get 19 mm. hours of sleep okay yeah, i don't know about that actually I, I mean i go to bed at a normal time i'm just first of all eight, not in the central time zone. yeah i know central time zone is, it's a quote life hack it's a quote cheat code it seems like teams. it yeah it seems like it because that if it were 10 20 i i probably would be in but uh i go to bed at 11 everybody else who works for nbc sports goes to bed at 4 a.m so <laughs> So I guess I guess I am the oddball. You're the oddball. Um, but there's gonna be a lot more content from Denny and I this week. Denny, Kyle, and I on Thursday. Denny and I, maybe even in several weeks, a little thing known as Super Bowl LV, uh, whatever it is. We're going all- back to the bowl. We're bo- we're going bowling. We're going bowling. A lot of good stuff coming up from the Road World Football Show. Wait, we'll preview the entire divisional round on Thursday with Mr. Kyle. We gotta start though with the wild card fallout and. How do you explain the Eagles flame out? You were talking before the show, like it was the most obvious thing. Like you were like yeah. upset that last week on the, on our wildcard preview, you were just like, Oh yeah, the bucks will win easily. Uh, Cause I think we all did have like Eagles derangement syndrome where yeah. we just couldn't shake the idea that they were still the 2022 Eagles, even though that version of this team didn't exist for two months. 
And that in hindsight, it's a super, super obvious outcome what happened to them in Tampa. They, they weren't even competitive. And yeah, so, yeah, what went wrong? I mean, we, there's a lot of obvious things that went wrong. Yeah. What do you think went wrong? What do you think some of the fallout might be? So I think the Eagles tried, kept trying to operate in 2023 like they were the team from 2022. And we often see teams, offenses that, uh, cannot can do what they want to do because their defense is either good or great. And last year, the Eagles' defense was good slash great. It just it was, and it allowed the offense to operate the way it wanted to operate. I, I looked up some numbers for the folks here uh, last year when the Eagles had the lead. Uh, they had a forty six percent pass rate, which was one of the lowest in, in the NFL. Okay, so we knew what they wanted to do when they had the lead, which is to run the ball with Hertz. And with whoever their running backs were last year, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, no, way, no way of looking up Miles. Sanders. We can't. We yeah. can't know if anyone remembers. Uh, send me a letter in the mail, U.S. mail. Um, uh, and this year, this year that was fifty-one uh, percent uh, pass rate while they were leading, which is obviously a little higher, but I don't think nearly high enough. In other words, they they refuse to keep their foot on the gas, Pat, and keep scoring points because. Their defense was terrible by many measures, one of the worst defenses in the NFL, especially against the past. So they never adjusted to their new identity as a team that needed to pile up the points to compensate for a bad defense. And because of that, they're home. I feel like the single biggest factor might still be Jalen Hurts was playing through a knee injury for some indeterminate, determinal, that's not an indeterminate, is that a yeah. word? Indeterminate amount of time. And I almost said the opposite. I feel like. I guess they just didn't have the personnel. I almost felt like they should have gone like 2021 Eagles version where they're running like 62% of the time where I'm mm-hmm. trying to make the game shorter and just may increase variance for their defense, give their defense fewer possessions where they could be immediately scored on. Right. It just, I think maybe injuries were just too severe, morale too low, but basically any approach wasn't going to work. The final right. season, the season. On the Hertz thing, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear in the in the coming weeks that oh, he was playing. Sur- surgery is coming. Surgery is coming for Jalen. Some serious issue, uh, lower body issue, maybe knee or something. Um, but he, I mean, it affected his usage. Uh, so this season, he averaged six and a half design runs per game, which again, I mean, that that, that is a lot. But it, it was down from eight and a half design runs per game in 2022. He was also way less efficient. He only averaged 3.8 yards per designed rush 3.8 that was 4.5 uh last year um you know for fa- for fantasy that's a huge difference for real life effectiveness too it is it is right and the and is the and it, the the eagles rush epa suffered because of it now fantasy See, quarterbacks but, usually average like six or seven yards per carry they, right the yards right. per carry numbers are a lot different for quarterbacks than running backs so um low. yeah and and the the tush push uh covered up for all that for, did you man that was i felt like the did you notice that it failed once last night didn't it, it? Did fail i i had never seen that that was like was literally watching the russian and rocky uh bleed i was to say I, president joe biden that. was forced to release a statement about the stunning <laughs> and how we're still a nation you know in ascendance not decline i know that the tush push has failed yeah uh, for the first time ever but he, basically the american people were shaken by the tush i push. i would i wish i was crying and throwing up <laughs> <laughs> what crying and coping? Oh, when the tush push didn't work, I didn't know that. It was a lot. Uh, uh, sorry, where well, you were like trying to make a point? Oh, I, I mean, I'm just <laughs> look. Uh, Hertz rushed less this year, was way less effective as a rusher, um, and I, I'm pretty sure that torpedoes the whole idea of the Jalen Hurts offense. They they entered the playoffs, and I, I told you before the show, like they entered the playoffs with without without a, a any hope of of a run. Uh, because they had been so bad for so long, and and I I kicked myself uh, for not taking Tampa in our show last week because as soon as the game started, and I'm watching the Eagles play, and I'm going, oh no, oh right, 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 I forgot these guys stink. They're like one of the four or five worst teams in the league right now. Like they, they were a team like the like the Jags or the Seahawks, where it was like. Why even make the playoffs? Yeah. Why even make you're not going to do anything? You can't, you can't, you literally can't beat anyone in the playoffs. No. no. If I had to blame, as we know, like there are a lot of reasons this happened. I think the single biggest reason was Hurts and his mysterious health issues. Another reason could be Nick Sirianni. And there's already like, will Nick Sirianni be fired? Chatter, which 
you know, I he did just go to the Super Bowl last yeah. year. But like, how much of this? No, how much of this had to do with losing their two coordinators, who both seem to be very good head coaches, at least so far after one year? I will say, I was making this point off the air. You watch these final two months of Eagles football games. Uh, yeah, like, well, clearly Nick Sirianni do, does need to be fired. But I think that you just still you have to like hit on seventeen one more time to make sure last year wasn't a fluke, which it stinks to like waste a year as a franchise. But as just horrible as that was, I feel like that would be just about as hasty as humanly possible. And unless they think he's like really? Gus Malzahn at Auburn, you know, or no, excuse me, uh, who was the uh, not uh, who was the Auburn guy that got fired like two years after winning the national title? Gene Chizik. Gene Chizik. Unless they're convinced it's like a Gene Chizik situation. I feel like even if you're convinced he's not the guy, you have to give it another year to make sure he's not the guy. I will say that Sirianni is learning the hard way that you you can be brash and confrontational all you want. Uh, But uh, as our colleague Lawrence Jackson would say, Lord, don't lose. No, no. Do not lose because as soon as you do, people Uh, will call for your head. People keep recirculating the video of you yelling in the Arrowhead Stadium tunnel. I uh, mean, you want a regular season game against the Chiefs? Uh, that you know, that that heel turn type thing that that, that he did. He's screaming at opposing fans. He's d- doing insane celebrations on the sidelines. He's in your face. This and that. That 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 works. That works perfectly if you plan on winning every game and winning a Super Bowl eventually. But but don't lose seven straight or seven, don't lose six out of seven. No, because it, because then <laughs> then the public will say, where are you now? <laughs> where is Nick Sirianni's <laughs> God now? All those yeah. clips aged as poorly as humanly possible. I will say I thought the X Factor was getting back Big Dom, and last night the yeah. security guy they had been ten and one with Big Dom and that cut the heart out of this team. Big Dom, <laughs> <laughs> Big Dick cut the heart out of this team. With Big Dom, who's Dom? Uh, so perhaps that's referring to the security guy who got in a fight with Debo Samuel. Or yeah, yeah. He cut the Harris team when he got suspended. Yeah, um, big, yeah. No, you're right. That, that teams are canceling their big dumb head head coaching interviews. It's real bad. The fallout <laughs> is just uh, never ending for this Eagles team. So I don't know. Do you think Siri will Sirianni be fired? Question mark. Uh, no. The Eagles have tried to be like one of these patience is a virtue teams too. And they they held on to Andy Reid about two years too long in Philadelphia, where that was just like the, the Zoomers truly will not remember it because Andy Reid is still an elite coach, but like the course had been run on his Eagles yeah, tenure, right. and right. they needed right. the classic change of scenery. And the scenery has changed to him winning eleven to thirteen games every single year. I will say I saw a shot of Howie, Howie Roseman last night, and my guy Howie's been working out, so maybe. Um, I mean, I mean, he's he's looking big, you know, and and so so maybe, maybe not everyone. Sorry, tough guy who's going to make the make the tough call here on Sirianni. Not everyone has to be jacked now. Like I mean, just get like one normal looking public. I know, just one. Seriously, not everyone (laughs) has to be jacked now. Uh, Just one person can look normal. I like just wear like a a very tasteful jacket and disappear normal. Jeffrey Lurie, by the way, looked. Truly miserable in the owner's what? box in Tampa Bay. I mean, I, I don't know why owners do that to themselves. Like, they know the cameras are trained on them and looking for any sort of reaction. And he, he, you know, he looks absolutely miserable, like you said. And for and the camera was on him more than I saw Taylor Swift all season. Yeah, it was on Jeffrey Lurie. It was on Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, oh. not very subtle, had the American Airlines barf bag with him. And they needed, <laughs> I don't know why they kept showing Jerry Jones, showing that. Yeah. Jerry Jones whipped his chair around <laughs> a couple no. of times. And I was like, the things that this guy is saying are illegal in 13 states. Yeah, and, and he was also get me Bill Belichick's second phone number because he has the, the normal Belichick number. He needs the more serious Belichick number. Yes. To get him to Dallas immediately. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we'll talk about this a lot more on Thursday with Kyle. Do they have any chance against the Detroit Lions? The early line, I believe, is six and a half. The bookmakers. Not giving them much of a chance because uh, like, the bookmakers are clear. Like I was like, well, clearly anyone can beat the Eagles. Like, uh, right, right. Do the Bucks? Yeah, um, six and a half. Do they have any right. chance against the Lions? So I do think that the Lions' secondary woes make them vulnerable to anybody they play. Right, like like Stafford and the Rams were shredding those guys in the back end. 
throughout that game, um, I mean, obviously they the the Lions snuck it out, and I like, I'm not a hater. People say oh, you're a Lions yeah, hater. I'm not a hater. Fine. You are. It's fine. I, I'm not a hater, but the Bucks have the personnel to exploit that kind of weakness with Godwin, with Evans, with I don't know Trey Palmer, who's suddenly elite, and with David Moore. I mean, who are these guys? I know. <laughs> uh, Kate Otten. I have to say, our cardio king, Kate Otten, who's usually just out there running routes, getting good exercise. And we respect that, but he was out there. He was actually catching balls. He was involved in the game last night. So I will say that, that the bucks, if they do, if they do the right thing and they pass the ball against the lions, they have a chance. They're going to, pass. I mean, everyone has to pass against the lions. It's almost the same thing as the Eagles. It's not as pronounced as the Eagles, their struggles against the pass, but you just have to pass against the Detroit lions. Uh, Mike Evans, by the way, uh, do, do we need like a Vegas gambling commission investigation on this guy? Like, what, what, what was that? What uh, do you mean? He dropped like the mega touchdown. Then he had another horrible oh, drop oh. like one quarter later. I, I just understand he's he's got to be the he's a little bit like Demarius Thomas was, where he's like one of the best players in the league that somehow always commits truly horrible drops. Yes, yeah. yeah, those were and, bad. Uh, I guess you have to get targeted a lot to be dropping the ball a lot, and maybe there's some of that that is the ball has been fed to him so many times in his career that his drops seem more numerous than they actually are. But yeah, I, I've seen Mike Evans drop more 77 yard touchdowns than every other player in the history of the league combined, including Deshaun Jackson. He would have already set the uh, all time receiving record. If he would have caught half of the balls, he dropped. He's true. Yeah, we'll talk about bucks lions. It's weird. The, the lions are not a team that should have a walkover divisional round matchup. Cause they're, they really, for a three seed, they're not that day. Da- I'm a Lions hater too. They're really not that dangerous that you should just be like, chalking up a divisional round result for the lions but i think it is basically a chalk up you know i will say uh so the the bucks lost in the regular season week six against detroit uh 20 to 6 i believe the final score was um they were 11 percent over their expected drop back rate in that one uh so they did actually go super pass heavy and uh, folks it didn't work but the detroit secondary since then has collapsed so it is a, a whole different thing i mean this is back in october Denny falls asleep muttering the process. The process, and, uh, yes. The process, though, will work for the Bucks this time. We will work uh, right after this uh, word from our sponsor. The Detroit Lions are looking to continue their storybook season, and they can advance the NFC Championship game with a win over Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. Coverage of the divisional round matchup in Detroit begins at 2 p.m. Eastern on NBC and Peacock this Sunday. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I had a moment of panic. It's like, hopefully it's Sunday. It is Sunday. I had to, I ad-libbed the day at the end. Oh boy, Um, you just went for it. If you want to take people behind behind the curtains, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I, I guess I didn't really need the day. Well, it kind of did need the day. I add. Yeah, I think it did. I think it needed the day. And, and you, it's good thing you didn't say Tuesday or Thursday. I know. Well, it will be by the time the way the league delays these games now. Yeah. Uh, well, there's one snowflake, and all of a sudden the game's delayed 24. I'm tri- very much yeah. joking. <laughs> they should not have played on Sunday in Buffalo. No. It looked like Mad Max Ice World. I will say, if I knew that the field was as clear as it would have been on September first, well, I you know that's because have... they they have a tarp over the field. I know, so. but I would have made my DFS lineups a little differently. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow, you didn't you didn't do the Bills onslaught? No. I, I I didn't. I faded the Bills onslaught. I ate the Shakir chalk. I won like thirty dollars through. So my entry fees were more than thirty dollars. Oh. <laughs> So you didn't win 30. I didn't win anything. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's the story of DFS. I won 50 slash did not win. Who was the super rant? Oh, didn't like Deontay Hardy catch a pass or something. Yeah. Wasn't it a touchdown? Oh, oh, Andy Isabella. That's right. Andy Isabella, uh, not, not a touchdown, but he was out there folks. He was out there running routes. 
So yeah, speaking of the Bills, what is an early lean on Bills Chiefs, which is uh, all four of these division round games are monumental. We're at the time of the year where we're just getting one colossal football game after another. But Bills Chiefs, this is like the Goliath of the division round. Bills are early two and a half point favorites. All all the chatter. We're gonna talk about this a lot more on Thursday, of course. Patrick Mahomes never played a game outside of Airhead Stadium before. Uh, first post game. I'm, I'm saying I know they're acting uh, like he's literally never played though, yeah, uh, like on the road. Yeah. Like uh, the dude's played like 50 career road games, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, he has a 7.75 winning percentage on the road. So I don't think, and dude, like, like this is some sort of exposure of him. Like you know why he's never played a road playoff game is because he's so amazing. They get the number one seed. Right, it was sixth season it took them to not get. The, the desired seed where they're the number three seed. Um, yeah, he finally had one sort of bad season. People talk about it basically like, like the NFL is giving the Chiefs the number yes, one seed. That, that, that's what it comes off as, yeah. yeah. And it's like, uh, nope, it's because he's the greatest player in the history of the league. And I'm he sorry. Is that. With reg- apologies to Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes is going to pass him. Uh, I, we'll talk about it a lot more Thursday. What's your early lean on Bill's Chiefs? The Chiefs are playing loose. I mean, way looser than they were in the in the final, especially the final month or so of the of the regular season. Where, I mean, you want to talk about a team that was trying not to lose. They the the Chiefs were trying and failing not to lose, <laughs> and uh, uh, that was not the case against the Dolphins. I, I think offensively, they were more in rhythm. They were kind of taking what the defense was was giving them. Uh, they weren't forcing the issue. I mean, you know, they still had some the drops again with Kelsey and whatnot. I mean, th- what's going on? What I just, is going on with Kelsey? It's just, um, it, it's, uh, I don't know. I, we'll have to look into his personal. I think it's the decreased margin for air with age is what I've probably boils down to with Travis oh, Kelsey. So I do yeah. not think it's because, uh, he became the first player in the history of the league to get a girlfriend. Right. You, we, and you should never do that. This, the narrative, I truly cannot get, well, he's got a girlfriend. Now he's <laughs> dropping the ball. We've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it, it has more to do with turning 35 once for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, probably more to do with that. Um, I, I do think kind of unleashing Rasheed Rice is another big issue, like you know, uh, a big factor going into this game. Where uh, back when when they when these team when these teams played in the regular season in Week 14, Rasheed Rice was still not really getting the full complement of routes and. I think since then, okay, he has been basically used as the top pass catcher, as the most important pass catcher on the team over Kelsey, uh, a guy who uh, has has led almost all receivers, almost all pass catchers in yards after the catch per reception over the past couple months. Uh, so using him a, as a weapon, that's going to make this game different. I I fear for the sanity of Buffalo fans, but I do I like know. the Chiefs here. I just think it boils down to – uh, the Chiefs have a better defense than the Bills, and the one quarterback on planet Earth who is better than Josh Allen is Patrick Mahomes. And the game being in Buffalo, that is a big advantage. That that does give the Bills a legitimate chance. But I just don't. I don't. I look at the Bills and like, what do they truly do better than the Chiefs? Right. Uh, right. Especially since Stephon Diggs is just not Stephon Diggs anymore. Or talking about another guy who's announcing surgery like the second the season is over. Yeah, uh, like yeah. a letter from Steph Diggs' doctor is going to be going live on, on X uh, two <laughs> minutes after the final game, even if it's a Super Bowl. But yeah, my client needs core muscle surgery. Yeah, um, that's kind of kind of what it seems like. But we'll talk about a lot more on Thursday. And yeah, it's going to be, uh, man, it's going to be an exhausting week on Twitter. I'll say that with Bills and Chiefs fans. It will be. It will be. Uh, uh, Josh Allen against uh, Kansas City back in uh, back in December. You know, uh, 233 yards and a touchdown through the air, uh, only completed 53% of his passes. Uh, you know, I think the 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 secondary is is a potentially a problem for uh, for Josh Allen in the, in his passing game. So we're talking about the Bills because it wasn't an easy win over the Steelers. The Steelers looked like they were going to make it easy. Then, as they always do, they made a game out of it. Uh, the Steelers have been eliminated, and now the big question hanging over this franchise. I guess there's some question about Mike Tomlin's future. Mike Tomlin's kind of becoming like Sean Payton, where like every year is like, this might be the year he actually leaves, yeah. and then he never does leave. Um, Sean Payton with New Orleans, that is. Uh, but the bigger question now is, I mean, they benched Kenny Pickett for Mason Rudolph. Like, they tried to hide that it was a benching at first, but I mean, they've officially benched down the stretch the biggest games of the year. 
Kenny Pickett for Mason Rudolph. And is this like goose cooked already? Like, is, is there any coming oh. back from this from Kenny Pickett? Is he the week one starter next year? I can't imagine that he is like the locked in week one starter. I, do I think that the Steelers will give him a chance to compete for that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think because of the draft capital, because he's a Pittsburgh boy, he's tough. Uh, you know, he's gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna give him a shot, but they they the Steelers cannot possibly be like, you know, okay, well, pick it, you're back in the saddle. You gotta get you got you gotta bring in other people to compete for that for that spot because the fact that Mason Rudolph was such a step up for this offense, not just the passing game, but the offense in general just operated better, uh, is troubling to say the least and catastrophic probably for Kenny Pickett's lo- you know long term prospects in Pittsburgh. Yeah, because it's not like he was a star. He was just clearly a tier above Kenny Pickett, and right, enormous problem. I mean, he, you know, he was running hot for sure. We talked about that last week. Like, you know, his Mason Rudolph was leading the NFL in completion rate over expected um, over the past over the last month of the regular season. That that's something I did not see personally coming. Um, I don't think that that's a that's a long term thing for our guy Mason, but. Uh, I, I I do think the Steelers should make every effort to bring in someone, even even somebody else's backup right now. I'm trying to think of some guys off the top of my head. And I'm struggling, but Jacob uh, Browning, uh, uh, Jimmy I mean, honestly, like I'm I'm not kidding. Like I'm not trying to be insane, but like Case Keenum. Yeah, um, that's a bit. That's a bit. <laughs> no, that was <laughs> a bit insulting. Insulting. Okay, okay, okay. We found the line there. I think uh, that is a bit. That was insulting. quick. I named one guy. He said, "No, no, no, no pick it better." <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Uh, no, hold on. Don't put it in the paper. I said Kenny Pickett's better than Case Keenum. It's yeah. just that we just don't know for sure yet. Oh, Case oh, Keenum he- is probably better. But Case Keenum's one of those guys. Kenny Pickett could be better. Than. All right, listen. I know the Bengals have probably not let this happen, but Jake Browning makes the Steelers a, a Super Bowl team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's true. <laughs> Like no, but that's what we're talking about. Like that's the level. Like Jake Browning is way, way better than Kenny Pickett. We all know that. Man, it was the biggest ever. Like, where's your God now? Backup quarterback December. Because first off, they were where's your God nowing, where every backup was instantly better than the starter. Yeah. Then by the end of the year, though, as we saw, we got like the ultimate where's your God now game from Joe Flacco against the Texans, where it all came crumbling down. We did get Joe Flacco's God. Have half, half forsook him, but uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of where's your god now from number two quarterbacks down the stretch. There was, there was. I, I I do feel like the Flacco meltdown was one of the more predictable things that you happened. spent a long time predicting it, and I did not want you to be right. And I, I didn't want to two, be right. Two pick sixes is a bit much. That's I didn't want much. listen. I didn't want to. Did I make every DFS lineup so that the t- so I had the Texans defense? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> did did I did I fade most of the Browns? I did. Did I want it to work? No, I didn't want it to work. But I will say, did I, it also I, not work anyways? <laughs> Even though, even though you made all the right decisions, I yeah. Well, I had a lot. I had I had all the flames, and then I had Jaden Reed. So, oh, yeah, I man, it's one the one snow. It's always the one snowflake emoji. One snowflake. It, Jay, just like in Buffalo, they shut it down. Uh, my 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 DraftKings account shut down with one snowflake. Folks. That was one of those legendary snowflake performances. A forty-eight points. And our man does not catch a single pass. I would, if you would have said Green Bay scoring forty-eight points, and say, okay, so Jaden Reed has, I don't know, twelve catches, one hundred and fifty yards, and three touchdowns. I had two separate people text me the DK Jaden Reed snowflake screen grab, (laughs) like where they were just in disbelief (laughs) about getting flaked by Mister Reed. With the Steelers too, part of the the Mason Rudolph tearing up on Kenny Pickett. I mean, he. It's a bit dramatic maybe to say he unlocked George Pickens, but he came closer than any other Steelers quarterback has. Yeah. And it's the second year in a row where George Pickens have kind of like an uncertain dynasty league future, but it's pretty much an accomplishment that he did enough to keep it uncertain because it looked like, like it was a settled matter heading into December. Like, yeah, George Pickens, the guy doesn't command targets. It's just not happening. And then he gets like the most mild of quarterback upgrades. It was still very boom or bust. Uh, yeah. But the booms, I mean, he finished with 1,140 yards. That's after, quote, zero balling in week 18. Uh, just what is the the, the dynasty? Do you, you consider what kind of what kind of dynasty league yeah. asset do you consider George Pickens? Uh, an ascendant one? Uh, you know, I I do worry a little bit about, like, the 
you know, the temperamental aspect of George Pickens and what that means for him long term. But as far he as he like, was tilted out of his mind on the sideline, oh, oof. I just I feel like the cameras are always trained on George Pickens waiting, yeah. waiting for the inevitable. Uh, our uh, our colleague Zach Kruger wrote a, a good piece um, about a way too early uh, players to target um, in 2024, and obviously that included Pickens. And I and I was actually kind of surprised by this. Uh, as far as yards per route run, he was 17th among 80 uh, qualifying receivers o- over the course of the season. So this includes the downtimes, okay? Um, o- over the last month of the season with Mason Rudolph under center for Pittsburgh, uh, George Pickens was, we're pulling it up, uh, fifth in yards per route run, trailing only Nico Collins, Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed, uh, Amari Cooper, and Jalen Waddle. So I, I do think that Pickens should be considered like a volatile wide receiver two ish, three ish next year. Um, and you know, ho- hopefully the Steelers have an offense, uh, that, that can, you know, more consistently give him opportunities, but man, he makes the most of it sometimes. I mean, when he does it, it's, you talk about the boomer bust. I mean, his boom is crazy. Like it's like a Deshaun Jackson type. It is. And he's still, he's 22 years old. He turns 23 this spring, but I think he has shown enough to still be considered not just an assist. I think he's basically has to be considered an elite dynasty league prospect where to do what he's done with that kind of quarterback play, especially, which I know like we tend to like overrate like outside factors so much, like a lot of times boils down to if the player is good or not. I think there's probably enough evidence that despite the busts, he's just, a, he's just a good NFL player and bound to get more valuable. And that you're gonna have to take the good. You're gonna have to take the good, the bad with him, like Deshaun Jackson, like almost MVS. MVS was on the cusp of being a George Pickens type player in Green Bay, and it just never happened. Right. Uh, you just have to take the good with the bad, and because the good is very, very good. It is. Uh, so you mentioned his struggles, Pickens' struggles in separating from defenders, and the you know the numbers do indicate that he does not separate uh, from guys, and you know he gets those sideline shots, kind of kind of low percentage shots. But uh, uh, I mentioned Zach Kruger's piece. He he uh, he mentioned that ESPN per ESPN Analytics, Pickens' 94 catch rating over the last two seasons leads a group of 90 receivers, um, despite his open rating uh, that ranks 46th in that group. So what I'm saying is that that breaks down to this: he doesn't get open, but man, he dominates at the catch point uh, against defenders, sometimes double teams. Someone, for the love of God get George Pickens, get Drake London quarterbacks that will throw into yeah. contested coverage. Yes. Just do yes. it. Exactly. It's your job. It's your, it's your NFL quarterback. Guess what? The windows are going to be pretty small. I mean, just off, just, just launch it, man. Just, yes. just go flat, go full Flacco. Just launch it. By the way, NFL cameras at any given moment, it, it's either Taylor Swift dancing, Jeffrey Lurie and Jerry Jones punching holes in top hats or George Pickens spiking his helmet on, on the sideline. Uh, any given moment, it's one of those three things. Yeah, that's that's a, those are three things you'll see watching an NFL game. I wish uh, it's too bad. Not I don't want to glory in Jerry Jones's pain. I was going to say it's too bad that we don't get to see more of that. Uh, the rest, he was, man, he was an. He sometimes tries to hide it. He was like anguished. He was, he in was pain. seriously anguished. He was. Yeah, I mean, he said he said after the game, he said. Uh, and I credit Jerry for talking to the press, man. I know that he he literally never does not no. talk to the press. I I do think that our guy Jerry likes likes the attention and everything. He does. Uh, but but I will say that uh, he you know he he talked to the press and he said, "Look, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me." <laughs> he really did. He did I mean, say that. And he's that, barely and paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, that that that, it, it, that that one hit him hard. That one did hit home for old, for old Jer, which is why he's going to hire Bill Belichick. We'll talk about Bill Belichick in a few minutes, though. One, one of the absolute lightning rod players in the NFL, even before the wild card weekend, is Tua Tungamaloa. No one can seem to decide if he's good or not. But the Dolphins say they're they're soldiering on, giving him a long-term deal. They're saying that's the plan this offseason. They want to give him a long-term extension. Pretty rough stuff. Well, from Tua yeah. Final six, seven I mean, weeks of the year. This is the problem, right? I mean, this is the the situation that the Giants found themselves in with Daniel Jones, right? Where you have a it's a little who, different than Daniel Jones, I'll say. But I'll use you. Yeah, I mean, you have a guy who's flashed, who's looked the part at times in in like you like you've said in perfect conditions. You know, seventy eight degrees, no wind, 
Every, nobody's injured on the offense, okay? Everybody down to the water boy is healthy on the Dolphins. In that scenario, Tua can be can look great. When the okay. sun is just broiling the opposing DBs on the opposite yeah. sideline, that's become infamous. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so, so in that, it, but oh, I mean, you put this guy in any other situation, and it falls to pieces. It just does. And I, I don't, I don't know if it's like um, lack of creativity. Someone pointed out to me that Mike McDaniel's offense is really cool and good until teams figure it out. And that's, that's happened twice. It's happened two years in a row. Two They've had row. pretty dismal stretch runs where, where they, the dolphins are just embarrassing opponents in September and October. And then come the winter teams are shutting down what they're doing, the creative stuff that they're doing. And, uh, and Tua looks average at best. Right. So I don't, maybe, maybe some of it falls on McDaniel. Uh, but I, I will say that, you know, Tua was uh, 16% under his expected completion rate la- oh, uh, against the man. against the Chiefs and say, oh, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold. Uh, I mean, Mahomes was right at his expected completion rate. So I, he's, uh, uh, he's a guy, he, they're going to have to sign him. Yeah, and it's, so. it's not, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. It's going to be but bad. It, it might be this like a 49ers type situation where not that Brock Purdy is an all pro, but like, so, so we're talking about the Dolphins offense wilting down the stretch two years in a row. Like if they just had a quarterback capable of creating any offense whatsoever on his own, a la Brock Purdy, as we we know, the reason the Jimmy G thing crumbled is because he couldn't do anything out of structure. He couldn't freelance at all. When Brock Purdy freelances, you know, occasionally it's going to be a pick six. That's just part of the deal. But occasionally it's also going to be a 72 yard touchdown to George Kittle and the Dolphins to a, out of structure it's it's this is not happening it's painful it's painful it is jimmy g level he's not as inaccurate as jimmy g but it's like almost jimmy g level where if the play does not unfold as expected uh it's not happening it is over i mean when he scrambles out of the pocket the guy is not even looking to make a play he's he's actually not no he's just trying he's trying to get to the sideline get out of bounds he's not fast he doesn't have a strong arm he doesn't try uh, throws that aren't perfectly designed downfield. Uh, there, look, the Dolphins are in QB purgatory, and the thing about QB purgatory is that you stay there forever. And the problem is, they always just as the 49ers did to the guy brought. They you you they just keep trying to throw weapons at it, and like that does get you to a certain point. It gets you to yeah. ten or eleven wins. So sure, you're still a good team, but like Kyle Shannon just kept bumping up against that ceiling. Yeah, and you reach a point where you can't throw any more weapons at it. And the Dolphins, I don't think, can throw any more weapons at their Tua problem. Talk about them fading on the stretch. Tua had three or four touchdowns four times in his first eight games this season. Then after October 29th, he never had another three-touchdown performance. And he only had one, two, three, two-touchdown performances. Hmm. Like It just was not happening for a long, long, long stretch of the season. I mean, for fantasy, he was basically irrelevant. Uh, for the final month, he was. I learned this all to the hard way. Where my home league, two quarterback league, we had a lot staked. My brother-in-law I, on Tua yeah. Tungvaloa. Yeah. It, it looked good in September. That's what I'll tell. That's what I'll had say. a lot staked on Justin Herbert. And <laughs> how'd that work out? This is the final day in my home. <laughs> um, it's finally happened. The bank got it. I hope you're happy, Mr. Potter. Um, hope you're happy. <laughs> I finally watched that whole movie, by the way. It's a good movie. An all-time classic. It is a genuine all-time. Why don't movies have messages anymore? Yeah, it's a wonderful life. Has a beautiful. It does. It has. It does actually. I I got I got I got all choked up. I I would get choked up if I watched that one again. Um, It is uh, what I believe is called life affirming. It is. Vinny, you know it's not life affirming. I'm hoping the next topic was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the Saints' offense was not life affirming in 2023 or 2022, or 2021, or really in a long time. Even the final Drew Brees years, where he's went into like full-blown check-down mode. Uh, Pete Carmichael has been fired. He was the offensive coordinator supposedly since 2009. I mean, we yeah, know a lot of that was, was Sean Payton. The Saints the Saints should have fired Dennis Allen. They need to – this is the Patriot, the problem the Patriots going to run into. Like, man, if you get rid of the big dog, don't keep all of his cronies around. Like, mm-hmm. you're just begging for trouble. You're – like you weren't satisfied with the product before. Now you're just going to get the watered-down version of it. Like, who are you fooling? Um, but the Saints, they're marching on with Dennis Allen. They're not marching on without Pete Carmichael. What do you have to say about the Saints' offense? I've been told you have numbers. 
Yeah, well, look, the the Saints were 3% below their expected dropback rate this year. They were 7% below the year before that. They were 5% below before that. So it's it's the same it's the same deal year in and year out. This is a team that neither commits to the run nor commits to the pass. And so they're just sort of stuck in the middle. What and you're saying is they don't have an identity. They have zero identity. They ha- they are the the most uh identity free team in the league, I would argue. Um, and that's a problem. And that's probably unless you have like special talent, which a quarterback, which they don't No. um, they, they need to choose a lane. I feel like, uh, and, and so you either get a quarterback or an offensive coordinator who can go ultra pass heavy, or you get creative and, and have like, you know, a very run based, uh, offense here. I will say also the departure of Carmichael, uh, could very well mean the end of the Taysom, Taysom Hill package. I, I, and I, I do mean that. I mean, I, I think Carmichael was the only guy keeping uh, the Taysom Hill. Taysom's 33, and like he was a weapon this year, but he's into so, the stage of his career. He takes a hit, it's over. Like he's out two weeks every time he gets hit. So we, we yeah, that, that, that gravy train for fantasy could be, could be all dried up in 2024. This is the team. I realized as you were talking, just absolutely crying out to like hire Kyle Shanahan's like dog catcher or whatever. Like yeah. anyone, <laughs> anyone who even has like Kyle Shanahan stored as a contact in their phone <laughs> needs to be the Saints because they've got the web. I mean, Chris Olave can work on that. Rashid Shahid is a game breaker. Even Jawan Johnson is turning into a play. Like they have playmakers. Yeah, they do. Just have someone to scheme the ball to these guys. And Derek Carr, say what you about Derek. Derek Carr is above the Jimmy Garoppolo line. Like just hire any so, shanty clone. Yeah, and this offense yep. take a massive step forward, in my opinion. Yeah, there, there's uh, very little creativity here. Um, like I said, the, the the balance is you know something that offenses used to strive for, not so much anymore. Um, their their use of uh, pre snap motion is among the lowest in the league. It's like almost they, non-existent. I feel like. like yeah, that and it has been like that's not new in 2023. It just it has been for a while. So they're not fooling anybody, and I think that there's a lot there's a lot of deception among the uh, league's best offenses. A, a lot of looks, um, a lot the quarterbacks for these teams are constantly like lying to the defense about their intentions. The the when you play the Saints, you know exactly what they're going to do every every year, no matter who's the quarterback. I mean, you know, Derek Carr hasn't been there forever. This is his first year, yeah. right? It was, I mean, I feel like he's been there for 10 years, but, but no, matter, no, no, no matter who, who's under center for New Orleans, it's the same deal. Everybody knows what's coming. So you're right. They, they need to get a creative mind in there uh, and, uh, I don't know, join the 21st century. Like, Is there like a Shanahan cousin who's like 21 or something? Like, I've only been an intern <laughs> at, in college for Deuce Shanahan, but like whatever, right. hired. Um, there, there's, a, there's a Jake Shanahan who lives in Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. I just looked it up. They want to if give him a Boswell call. Shanahan. I don't know. But yeah, they're just in the phone book calling. Are you related to Kyle Shanahan? First, I didn't know there was still a phone book. Have you ever played Madden? Have I ever, sir? And like they score 72 points the first week. They would. Hey, look, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the day when a team hires a 17 year old kid. It's who's play, been playing Madden and they dominate time. the league. It is beyond. By the way, don't think the Saints are going to pay Taysom Hill's ten million dollars salary <laughs> in twenty twenty four. Good God! Well, I mean that that whole deal. No, I know. I'm saying game. like this. How is the IRS not like parked out in Metairie, Louisiana, or whatever, like investigating the, the Taysom Hill contract? The, the International Monetary Fund is looking very hard yeah. into Taysom Hill's. Contract. They want their they want their loans back. Yeah. Their, ten million non guaranteed. Uh, he has to be a post June first cut to free up any cap savings whatsoever. Uh, he actually resulted in a cap surcharge. He was <laughs> designated as a pre June first cut. Wow! Uh, but yeah, he's turning thirty four. It's it's over. So is he days. gone? Is he? You think he's gone? He's gone. He's he's, he's gone. either gone or I guess maybe a restructure might be kind of complicated with how crazy this contract is. Man, that's such an be, end of an era. Wow. It is the end of an era. It's sad too, because he was making more plays than ever this yeah. year. But this is what happened. We, we, I guess you're you're like Swiss Army knife cannot be 34. He's, uh, he's old, get older. They get injured immediately. Um, we will be back immediately after this break. 
Find all your favorite NBC Sports shows on Amazon Music. Just head to Amazon.com slash NBC Sports. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I shouldn't have done that as a break. I should have just done that naturally. It's too short to take a full break. That's okay. I think you did okay. It was a little too short to the floor. I apologize to the audience. We're always learning. (laughs) I always usually put that one after. We only had one promo today. I don't know where to put it. We only have one Dallas Cowboys coach today, Denny, and it's (laughs) still still Mike McCarthy. True. Still. So yeah, my my show note this year said so. uh, McCarthy still has a job. Yeah. And are we expecting the center to hold? I'm going to look to make sure he hasn't been fired while we're talking. Right. I, that would actually be a really good idea. Um, this, that could get quite embarrassing for I'm us. I'm looking right now. You just start talking. Uh, I mean, does does McCarthy really want to do this again? Like yeah, That he, actually is a really good the, – the man was resigned. He was rejected, uh, defeated. I mean, I mean to, to, to go through all this again, probably have a great regular season next year. And then it all just comes down to the playoffs and we, we all know what happens. So I don't know, man. I just, I feel like, I feel like everybody should just part ways. I think that McCarthy would be better somewhere else. I feel like Jerry Jones would be happier and better with someone different, a new guy to disappoint him. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think, I think McCarthy is probably, is probably done. I, I, I just can't, how do you come back? How do you come back from getting absolutely stomped? by the seven seed by a team that you were supposed to beat handily. Yeah. And, and two, Jerry took this one so hard. Like you said, you were, Jerry to his credit has done everything possible to be patient the past 20 years. Yeah, it, it, does, it doesn't work like this cycle. They're not, they're not going to level up with Mike McCarthy. It's just not going to happen. And they need to, I, this, I want Bill Belichick to the Cowboys so bad. I just, I have to have it. I don't know why I want the chaos I want, I want like one last ride for Bill. I want Bill to pull one over on Tom Brady. Like, yeah, so you thought you won the argument, huh? There's right, something. right. I can do it too. Yeah. And guess what? Dak Prescott, Super Bowl winner. How's that sound? Oof. And Tom Brady's like, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I have seven I'm actually, Super Bowls. I'm actually happy for you. He's like, we're friends. We work out together. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but I won the Super Bowl. I really want Bill Belichick to go to the Cowboys. I don't know. Do you yeah. even think. I, you and Kyle are not nearly as big of Belichick boosters, and I mean, you, you guys are all like, "Oh, that'll be a disaster." I I don't <laughs> know, man. I mean, he's lost his overall fastball, and he, wherever he goes, he's just going to call all the shots. So I, I I the defense will be good. Dallas, there's no way he's calling all the shots. That's why one reason I think it's a good match is that he will definitely have a lot of influence in that front office, but he's not calling all the shots in Jerry Jones's team. So I think it almost could be like a weirdly good fit in that regard where yeah, yeah. it's the one team where there's no way he's going to become like the power center. You know, no one else is becoming the – Bill Parcells, I guess, kind of did. But no one else is becoming the power center on the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Um, not even right. Bill Belichick. So if he wants that, I guess I guess what we're saying is if, he, if Belichick wants that role, then he goes to Atlanta where he can just roll yeah, over. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The Knock the pins down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, every, if you're an Atlanta Falcon, you're in the front. Even if you're like the coffee guy, I mean, just like start updating your resume now. You're out. Yeah, you are, <laughs> you're, you're out. out. I'm you're sorry. out. You're absolutely <laughs> out. It's, it's over. Yeah. The Patriot um, way is being established. It is. Oh man. Atlanta, if man. he goes there. If See that goes. one too. I think will just be like a really sad coda. So we'll talk about Belichick. He interviewed with the Falcons in case you don't know what Denny's talking about. And Belichick too is like, why would he go somewhere without a quarterback? He needs to no, go to the Chargers or he needs to go to the Cowboys. There's zero. There's no quarterback and not really a prospect for to get one. No, there's not the eighth pick. I mean, Bill Belichick is not trading up. He ain't reading all that. No, he's not no. trading up. Um. So yeah, and they don't. 
I mean, I, what Kirk Cousins or something? What, I don't know. Maybe you do something crazy. Oh well, I've, I've told but, you how I feel about. It. I mean, that that's you know, yeah, you've talked that, about it a lot. That, that's a pretty. That's a cool. Those are cool prospects. Kirk Cousins going to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely guys. love the guy who can never win a big game, even when he has both Achilles oh, um, coming gosh. to Atlanta. He, well, this was going to be the year. It might have been actually. Man, the Vikings were so fun. How about <laughs> seriously? If they said any if they, the Jake the Vikings are in the Super Bowl. Jake Browning. Uh, yeah. The Vikings and Steelers with Jake Browning are in the Super Bowl playing each other. If they both have Jake Browning, I'm, I'm Jake Browning was impressive. I I, I have to, I got to got to hand it to him. I he, I think he deserves a starting job somewhere. I wouldn't go that far, but oh, oh what do you mean you wouldn't? I mean, well, you, are you telling he, me his he stayed zen and completed some screens? That's kind of what he did. Oh man, yeah, I'm so mad. Uh, he stayed I'm zen, a- which most backups don't do. He even said like I got to stay within myself, and that's yeah. what he credited his success to. I'm trying to think of teams he could instantly start. I mean, the Giants, obviously. <laughs> I mean, the Giants, it's like the Giants, even Kenny Pickett, like, all right. I, I know. I know. <laughs> the Giants would be like, if finally, all right, we found someone who won't instantly be better than Danny Jones. His name is Kenny Pickett, and he's got two touchdowns for the first time in his career. <laughs> um, New England, Jake Browning could start in New England. He would start in New England. Uh, start, start in what? Chicago. You know what is starting is the sun making me look for a fluorescent yellow. Yeah, the sun is it's uh it's looking more orange by the second. It's the top of the 47th (laughs) inning outside of my (laughs) room, and then the sun is about to explode. Apparently, (laughs) Google top of the 47th if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, was only Bill Belichick talk. We're getting near the end of the show here. Uh, but does Gerard is it Gerard or Jared? I always forget Mayo. Um, uh, Jared, what does he do anything to change the Patriots' fortunes? I think the Patriots are going about this like absolutely all wrong. Like, either like cut the cord or not. Like, this is like the worst of all solutions. I feel like, I, like Jared Mayo could be an amazing coach, but leaving Jared Mayo behind with the entire Belichick infrastructure, except for Bill Belichick, this seems like it's begging for disaster. And I really do not understand this plan from the Patriots. But Bill's sons have jobs still. See, do they really actually? Like, they do. The whole thing is so bizarre. They I'm assuming they'll be let out of their contract when Daddy uh, gets a new job. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think they're they're in New England. Uh, I, I mean, the, the New England press is already like they are. Um, they're already they're outlining every scenario, and he'll be yeah. fired. They're calling for Mayo's firing because they still don't have a quarterback. <laughs> I know they are just they are pre-firing Mayo. It's I not mean, a really good situation. It's a terrible situation for for Gerard Mayo. It's Gerard. Okay, it's Gerard. I thought it was Gerard. All right. Yeah, Gerard. Uh, uh, Gerard. Yeah, I mean, it, it's he. It's a, he's in a bad spot. Let's just be honest about it. Like the, the, this offense is uh, is like a three to four year rebuild. Okay, like they they need to infuse so much talent into this offense to make it even like even like middling. Okay, like I'm not talking about elite, but like you know they need to clean out the entire receiver room, the whole backfield, new quarterback, get rid of the tight end, get rid of everybody. (laughs) The offensive line's not good anymore. No, I just I I I do think that he has his work cut out for him, which is unfortunate for a new. Yeah, I just I just don't too like. Make him the head coach and then get a new GM. Like, don't there's like Elliot Wolf took like all these Belichick disciples. Elliot yeah. Wolf is other he's an apostle of other GMs too, but um, a member of the Wolf family, of course. So he's a, a Wolf disciple. But I, I just I can't think of a worse plan. Where like you either needed to keep Bill Belichick or you needed to fully sever and install an entirely new power structure. And yeah, this is like a half measure, going. half yeah, it's like it's the Saints half measure. They're trying to keep the Peyton party going and it does not work that way. Even if Bill takes another job, he's probably still going to like secretly be the Patriots GM. Just <laughs> oh the GM God. for two different teams. You know, like they oh. mysteriously trades himself Mike Jacecki for a second round. It was a one-year deal, so you can't oh, trade oh. him. But. Can I speaking of conspiracy theories, can I share my conspiracy theory from the uh, Rams uh Lions game? Oh yeah, please do. Okay, so we all saw Matt Stafford suffer a concussion. Uh, well, I actually don't know if I totally agree. I, I saw a lot of people saying your eyes don't do that from pain. I, if you just broke a rib, they might do that. He's um, the guy stiffened and his eyes rolled back after that. after way Pat. He got hit. He got speared in the head by a defender, he and then he hit his head on the turf. Now here here, but here's my theory. Matt Stafford 
was a so determined to finish that game and be so savvy, such a savvy veteran that he knew, Oh man, I have a concussion. And if they put me in the protocol, I'm done. I will not re-enter this game. I cannot finish it out. So I got to fake an injury. So he gets up and he starts holding, Oh, my shoulder, my wrist. I'll have it in the course of like half a second. I don't know. My some, my, it's something else besides my brain. It's, it's something else. I don't know what it is. It's something in my upper body. He didn't get hit there, Pat. Can you even be that savvy if you've just suffered a concussion? I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, I look, I don't know about like the severity of a concussion. I've been told all concussions are the same, whatever. I, I, so I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I do think that Stafford faked out the training staff and was like, I'm not leaving this game. I'm going to pretend like, Oh my, my poor shoulder. It hurts so much. Do you much. think that the concussion, so Greg Rosenthal and I were tweeting back and forth about, I mean, we're not making some like, like it's obvious for all to see something has changed with the concussion protocol. We're, we're getting like 20 second evaluations this year. Like there's so, not someone like gets their head, like totally bounced off the turf and the, an evaluation will take like 12 seconds where it used to take like six minutes and like something changed with the protocol this year or the league is like, all right, we did our concussion thing for 10 years. We're moving on. Yes. And yes. Well, the, not the, right. the best example was Trevor Lawrence having his yes. head bounced off the turf. And then immediately after the game, they're like, yeah, he's concussed. We all saw it. We all saw it. Like, you know, and, 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 and also these, these, these stories are, are, are frightening. I heard Colt McCoy one time after he took a vicious shot to the head uh, um, for, for when he played for the Browns, he said that he had no memory of the rest of that game, but he, but he played, he played, he played the, the, the entire game. So the, the league has to get back to taking this seriously. It's bad. They do. They got to make some adjustments this year. Uh, final topic. I don't know. You're on the record. Jim Harbaugh be a disaster coming back. He interviewed with the chargers. Uh, would that cure what ails? Mr. Uh, I just think he's too, I think he's too old school, man. I don't know. I don't know. He's just too, he's too weird. Maybe. Uh, when I say that man. lovingly, I mean, I've never been accused of being normal. Uh, so, I mean, but Jim Harbaugh, unique personality. We need more of those. I mean, we got Mike McDaniel. It worked the first time for up to a certain point. Then he also he wore out his welcome in record time in San Francisco. Uh, but, Jim Harbaugh going to L.A.? I mean, he already went to San Francisco. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know, man. I, I just, just stay at Michigan. Although, I guess his issue with Michigan is that he doesn't want to be uh penalty he doesn't want to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little trouble with the insane rule book where uh he, it's pretty rare to bookend your national championship season with two three game suspensions <laughs> so i think right i don't know if he can really hack it anymore like kind of like pete carroll's like like listen man i got i'm like I, I, it used to be easier to break these rules now it's just way too hard i gotta get out of here i gotta go i gotta go to a place where i don't have to observe these rules yeah um, um I, I don't know. I mean, from an organizational standpoint, Har- Harbaugh would definitely be a step up from Brandon Staley, who oh, seemed, even who seemed Tom to have. I mean, I mean, Brandon Staley lost the team last year. He did. Okay, like they went into the season with the locker room having been lost. Okay? <laughs> Staley's not getting a coordinator job, by the way. There's no, no he's a positional coach from here on out. Positional coach, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was that catastrophic. He, he, not, he might not even be able to be a positional coach. I don't Man. even know. That's fine. I looked up someone. I was like, what happened to so-and-so? Uh, and they haven't been. A, oh, man, there was someone on that trajectory. I can't oh, remember. Oh, Adam Gase? Well, Adam Gase was one of them. And there was a few coaches I came across lately that like, were so bad, they couldn't even get position work after that. But Gase is one of them. Gase has not gotten yeah. a job since being fired by the Jets. Uh, I mean, that was truly like inexcusable on every level. That, that, was. that, that whole thing. But yeah, so I, I do think Harbaugh would be good, would be a, a step up. But I'm, I just I just doubt that he can like uh, gel with the modern athlete. Well, I, my counterpoint to that is he's currently gelling with uh, NCAA athletes. Um, but I think it's so different. he's connecting to the young man right now, but I don't know if he can connect to the young uh, millionaire man who doesn't need to listen to their crazy coach telling them not to eat chicken. Like, dude, I made the NFL eat an entire chicken every day. Like, I don't know what you're on, but I'm going to keep eating the chicken. All right. Yeah. yeah. Google Jim Harbaugh as a, chicken. As a chicken eater, I'm offended. But I am too. I think about Jim Harbaugh every time I eat chicken, which is every day. <laughs> so uh right. you said inexcusable be inexcusable to keep the show going any longer. yeah i think it would be yeah um so we're gonna head out of here keep it locked to rotorworld.com coaching news all week 
Keep it locked to the Roto World Football Show podcast feed, where Denny and I will return on Thursday with Kyle Dvorak to break down all four games the divisional round. Uh, Denny's going to have you have an article on the site this week, right? I do. I'm actually uh, I'm writing the funnel report uh, for all four games like I did last week, and uh, I'm also writing a piece on the Ravens' offense and how it has changed uh, in 2023 under Todd Munkin and what they must do to win the Super Bowl. Awesome stuff. So check that out from Denny. Check us out on Thursday for Denny. I'm Pat. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in 48 hours. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 